1: Hi, this is Faith Powell. Hey, this is Bella Perron. And this is Ashley Supa. We're the band Plush, and you're listening to Tom and Zeus on the Shout It Out Loudcast.
0: That's right, people. We're back with another episode of Dorm Damage, the show where anything and everything is on the table, and the table gets smashed. We're back with another list. Part one. Zeus, what are we doing this time? This time, we're doing
2: TV favorite moments, not uh, things in the movies. So television shows, specials, things like that. And and we're going to just list our favorite ten.
0: Yeah, and this is definitely going to be a part one because this was a tough list to put together. Anytime we do these lists, I usually go like stream of consciousness, and then after the list, I'm like, shit, how did I forget X, Y, and Z here? But I don't know. We'll see. We got 10, and this is definitely part one.
2: Yeah. We got a lot of good things to go over, and hopefully we'll have some variety, and we'll get some more uh, feedback from you guys, like we got on the movie moments. Yep. Can't wait. So let's... uh, Uh, Let's get it started.
0: Tom, do you have one to start us off with? I do. These are not really in any particular order, although I will say this. My number one is my number one. Uh, But the rest of them, and I have a mix of comedy, uh, like moments that made me say what the fuck, memorable moments, emotional moments, things like that. So for me, my number 10 is from Curb Your Enthusiasm. And it was when they did the Seinfeld reunion on Curb. (laughs) <laughs> when they had they had Jerry and Julia and George and everybody back with with uh, with Larry and they try to make like a Seinfeld reunion. And it was funny, but it was also like very meta at the same time. um And if you're a curb fan, then, you know, you'll love it. And if you're not a curb fan, then I don't know. You're not a Seinfeld fan, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I, I thought that was fucking hilarious. I thought that was well done and, and it was really good. Well,
2: I, I remember it. It is yeah. great episode so yeah. i will
0: uh i
2: will agree with you uh i'll go with number 10 i'll stay on comedy okay okay and that is my favorite show tv show comedy of all time and that's sanford and son yes now the easy ones are to pick like fred and Aunt esther getting into fights and stuff <laughs> yep. and those are great they really are um but this one from sanford and son is one where uh I mean, you're talking the show was early 70s. Yep. Lamont got a ticket and this episode's called Legal Eagle or something like that. (laughs) And Fred tries to defend him in court against his speeding ticket. (laughs) Now, I can't say what he says because we'll probably get cancelled in two seconds, but this is 72 and Mm -hmm. he got away with it. And basically he puts the white cop on the stand and he asks him, you know, how come he, the only questions he asks, Like, how come you don't arrest any white drivers? And the guy goes, I do. And he goes, You and he goes, You do? Look at all. <laughs> I can't even I know say
0: you can't. Can. And, and it's
2: just so hilarious. There's so many beep in here. You can make a beep movie. Yep. It, it's fucking like, how the hell did he get away with it? And you know, this is like Red Fox's comedy act that he always would put into his shows. I'm sure he said this on his uh, live comedy stuff that he does, fucking hilarious. Uh, red fox, the faces he makes, the 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 way he acts, hilarious. Yep. And uh, yeah, that episode's called Legal Eagle, I believe. Uh, and Fred defends Lamont from getting a a speeding ticket. <laughs> Got to see it, guys. You will nice.
0: die laughing. Nice. All right, I'm gonna go the exact opposite of comedy here. And my number nine is going to be from one of my all-time favorite shows on Netflix, and that is House of Cards. Never seen it. How
2: have you – of all – I know. It's a political show. I know. I should, oh, I should dude. stop.
0: It, it's incredible. I but, hope
2: you're not giving away something. Like, I purposely didn't pick scenes that if you didn't see the show, you're going to be like, oh, my God, like well, somebody dying out of nowhere. Well,
0: it, well somebody dies here. but it's, oh, it, that's it, great. The show, Sorry. The spoiler alert is over because the show's old. All right. I'm not going to listen. Go ahead. You're going to have to listen when you edit the episode. (laughs) Fuck. It's not, it's not a big, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty shocking. So it's the, it's the moment early on in the season when Frank pushes Zoe into an oncoming subway train and kills her instantly (laughs) because (laughs) Frank played by Kevin Spacey who's a piece of shit in the show and a piece of shit in real life. We figured that out. Zoe, this girl finds out that Frank had killed somebody else like off the side. And he's like, well, I can't have this come out because Zoe's going to rat me out. So he follows her to, to her train, where she gets on her subway. He's hiding behind, like in a disguise behind a wall. The train comes and two handed push right in front of the fucking subway. God. And I remember when I was like, what the fuck, dude, and this was early on in the show when it happened. Great. It's it's not a bit it's it's not it's not that it's early on, it's not that big of a spoiler. It's it's a it's a death, but it's not it's nothing that affects it, Believe me, there's plenty of other deaths in the show, so you'll be fine.
2: All right. Um, my number nine is from the Sopranos, and you could probably pick a hundred scenes from that show. Yeah,
1: there's but a lot of shows. This one like is that. um
2: when they find out that Vito is gay.
1: Oh and yeah, Meadow's
2: boyfriend witnessed him like blowing the guy. Yep, in the parking lot. Yep. So they're all in their uh, the back of the like the sub shop where they all hang out, and and Tony brings his daughter's boyfriend, who's like this nervous little geeky guy, in to tell him what happened. Just yep. to tell him that they're you know their made member and a member of their family is gay, and so they all around a table. And he goes, go ahead, tell them. So uh, they cut to the scene and it's basically Silvio. He's got to like Everyone's like, just their mouths are dropped. And Silvio goes, okay. So when you saw the, uh, the guy, the security guard blowing Vito and the kid's like, no, 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 it's the other way around. Like, huh? Vito was blowing the security guy. They're all like, what the fuck? And they're all (laughs) flipping out. And Polly's the best. Polly Walnuts is like, how much betrayal can I take? Like, it's always (laughs) against him. Like, it's always so selfish. Yep. He was blowing him. He's like, oh, we can't have him in our social club anymore. Social club, he's gotta go <laughs> <laughs> like, all times. Like, and then Paulie gets upset, and he's like, and Tony, because Tony's like, hold on a second, he's like, what's it hold on for? You yep. gonna feed his family <clears throat> when he goes?
0: Like, oh, I'm sorry, but
2: you know what? Can they do? They're all. It's always against me. Like, he takes it personally. Everything's
0: so, personal. Everything's
2: yep. personal. Fucking. H- they made that scene so hilarious. Yep. The Sopranos <clears throat> and Vito coming out and getting caught. That's okay. my
0: nine. Nice. All right, number 8 for me, one of my all-time favorite shows which happens to be a spin-off of my favorite show. And this is a scene from Better Call Saul. And never seen it. Oh god, almighty, he's <laughs> fucking fantastic. It's not better than Breaking Bad, but it's right up there. So, before he becomes Saul Goodman, he's Jimmy McGill. And his older brother Charles McGill, played by Michael McKean, who's fucking fantastic, is a very proper Well, who was played by who? Michael McKeon, the guy, Squiggy, Squiggy, Squiggy? Lenny. Yeah. He's fantastic. And he's a very proper, upstanding attorney, you know, Jimmy McGill's like fast Jimmy, like a kind of, so there's a scene where they're like Jimmy's brother, Charles is trying to try pretty much trying to get Jimmy disbarred Mm -hmm. uh, because of all of his little shenanigans. So he puts his brother Charles on the stand. And his brother Charles has this like really severe mental illness where he he can't be around like things that are electrical like electrical electricity. So long story short, I you know give too much away, but he plants something on Charles during the during the cross examination when Jimmy's in you know interviewing and questioning his brother Charles. Charles has a complete and total breakdown, mental breakdown on the stand. But the thing that makes the scene like un- incredibly powerful is as. Charles is ranting and raving. The camera slowly, slowly zooms in until it's right on his face. And it's in everybody, including the judge, the people in the, in like the, not the audience, but whatever the people who were there watching this, this trial, everybody is like jaw dropping, like stunned silence because this upstanding, attorney that people loved and respected was just exposed publicly on the stand as just having a complete and total breakdown. It's it's an it's a clinic in acting by Michael McKeon. And um it's it's a it's a huge turning point in the show. Um but I, I thought it was it's really great.
2: I uh I want to get that's another show. It's one of those like okay, am I ready? Do I have some time blocked away? Yep. Uh that I can catch up on this show and start watching it.
1: Yep.
0: Yep, it's fucking fantastic. Yep.
2: Yeah. So, um number 8 uh for me. And this is a comedy, another one of my favorite comedies of all time. And this is Good Times. Oh, yes. But it's a serious episode. I
1: know. Go ahead. This I know is you- when
2: uh james's dad comes back and he mm-hmm. thought his and he told his family that his dad had died years ago but they found out he's alive and it's just that he abandoned his family and james didn't want to tell his family he's embarrassed and he came to visit him on james's birthday mm-hmm. and it's just the acting was so good it was the old guy was telling him in his bedroom man and he was just like you know i had to leave I couldn't, we couldn't feed us. I wanted to send you guys money back, but you guys had left. And James is just like pouring his heart out. And it's so amazing because you see this, I think the best TV dad of all time, this Mm -hmm. proud man being hurt because he didn't have his dad. And he would tell him like, look, we've had times because hard times, because obviously they're in the ghetto, but he's like, I've never thought about leaving my family. And he, and then the guy was just like, all right, well, I understand. And he was about to leave. And then, like, he says, like, you know what? You always said don't let food go to waste. Why don't you sit down and have it? And then they blow up the cake, and they ask what would – you know, his wife says, what would you wish for? And he they looks at his dad, and he says, like, I wish I had 35 years back to make oh, up geez. for my time with him. And the, just the look that the grandfather has with these glassy eyes yeah. about to tear up, and then they yep. hug, and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah unbelievably amazing it is it's, so
0: like it's funny because it's funny because good times is so remembered for the comedy but the the dramatic elements of that show are like very underrated. oh my god i i for the <clears>
2: next <throat> part too i'll have another one for the father yeah and they're oh, yeah. all james episodes because yep. he was so emotional and like yeah. I, I mean greatest tv dad of
0: all time love yeah Fucking awesome it. yep so all right here's another one for me uh potential spoiler but the show's old it went the final episode was probably 10 years ago and that is one of my all time favorite shows sons of anarchy fucking love another this show another one i
1: never saw
0: but well here comes another Here a spoiler oh great. Um, so so near, near as the series kind of draws to a close near the end of the ending of the series so Jax, the guy who's kind of like ends up taking over for for the sons of anarchy motorcycle club sam crow uh, his mom, Gemma, is played by Katie Sagal, who's fucking fantastic in this. Katie Sagal from Gene Simmons solo album. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Uh, and Jax's girlfriend, or you know, you know, baby mama, whatever, Tara, kind of a fucking kook. So there's a there's a plot line in there where Tara makes a deal. Jax makes a deal, trying to take you know take one for the team. Gemma, played by Katie Sagal, doesn't really know the details of the deal. She thinks that Tara is going to rat out her son. So Katie Segal is fucking fantastic, but she's also a little bit of a lunatic. So there's a scene where Gemma is all hard-headed and thinks Tara is about to throw her son under the bus. So she's like, I can't, I can't have that. I can't have my son go to go to prison. So Gemma breaks into Tara's house, grabs her, starts to like drown her in the kitchen sink. And then out of nowhere, pulls out a fork, and starts stabbing her in the back of the head and fucking kills what her on the, the, the spot. Fucking kills her on the spot and it's again it's another one of those what the fuck just happened moment because then Jack shows up and he's like what the fuck is go-? like it's it, it and it throws the it throws the the rest of the series into like a complete and total tailspin um but it's another one of those like what the fuck just happened moments it's fucking fantastic.
2: So you've mentioned House of Cards. Yep better call Saul
0: sons of anarchy sons of
2: anarchy, you've three never, great
0: shows that you've that I've never, never
2: seen. seen. Which would you watch first?
0: Um, well, I have, you've seen breaking bad. Yes. yes. The better, uh, better call Saul or house of cards. I would save sons of anarchy for later. Gotcha. Yep. All right.
2: So number seven for me, and that's one of the greatest shows and you haven't seen it. And that's called boardwalk empire. Okay. It's probably one of my favorite shows, if not my favorite ever. Love it. It's all mob talk, history, all that shit. The 12th episode of season three, Boardwalk Empire, is called Margate Sands. This whole season, like, Nucky is like getting beaten down and losing to uh, Joe Massaria, the boss, Joe the boss, Massaria, and also Joe Arnold Rothstein, and the third character, Jip Rossetti, that I don't know if he's real or not based on anybody, but he's played by Bobby Cannavale. People love
0: his character. I love love him. I love him as an actor.
2: Violent, over-the-top Sicilian gangster that worked for Joe the Boss. And he talks (laughs) like this. They're not going to call you Joe the Boss. They're going to call you Joe the King. I just fucking over the top. Anybody Anyways, he's go in Joe fucking Bonanno, trouble.
0: It's going to be Joe Bonanno. <laughs>
2: the only ones that are going to talk about are Joe Bonanno is Joe Bonanno's.
0: <laughs> Anyways, uh, he's getting his ass kicked. There's a guy
2: in who almost universally is most loved character. His name is Richard Harrow. He came mm-hmm. from World War One, and half of his face is blown off. So he wears those, those things they had back then like half a mask on his face to cover up the fa- part of his face that got blown off. Wow. And everybody sympathizes with him. But he's a fucking murdering fuck, like, <laughs> like a hired, like, gunman. Yeah. And Nucky uh, Nucky's losing, and Chipper said he's taking over, and all that shit, and everything gets turned around in the end of season three of this episode. He walks in, almost like the Terminator, with fucking guns, into the hotel that that guy has nobody expects it all because this little boy that he loves it's one of the characters son just boom 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 takes out guard boom blows the fuck it was just one of those things like ah man the end is near how the fuck's it get all of a sudden he comes in you're like holy shit (laughs) fucking love it it is i'm telling you boardwalk empire off the charts, so many wonderful things, and that episode when he comes in, holy shit, fantastic! Nice. nice. Anyway,
0: that's my uh, number seven. <clears throat> All right, my number six, one of my all-time favorite shows, uh, and it hits very close to home because I played high school football, and that is Friday Night Lights. Uh, and you don't even have to—you don't even have to have anything to do with football. Um, you don't have to like football. Just a brilliantly acting acted show. Yeah. Kyle Chandler is the dad and the head coach. Connie Britton is the mom. An incredible a cast hot of kids. Milf. Oh, she's so hot. Um, but I, 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 I'm going to kind of cheat here because I don't have a specific moment. What I have is is like a, a, a recurring moment in in the show. If you ever watched it, and that is you get like goosebumps talking about it. Like in the locker room, the pregame pep talk when he looks at the team. And everybody says, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. And then they run out of the locker room and just get ready to play. And it's just such a brilliant phrase. I've never heard it anywhere before, never heard it anywhere after. And I just think it's so, it's so, it just really hammers the emotion of like the team and the community that that, like lives because it's Texas high school football. Um, So clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose Friday Night Lights. Fucking love that show. It's so damn good.
2: That's awesome. Yep. Um. All right. All right. <laughs> Number six for me, one of the best ensemble casts in TV sitcom history in my mind is Taxi. Oh, God, yes. So many great actors came out of that fucking show.
0: Oh, I hope you're picking the moment. I think you're picking.
2: This one is my favorite episode okay. they ever did. Okay. And the premise was... Jim Ignatowski, who's all fucked up on drugs all the time, comes in and he tells the gang that he had this crazy dream that all these things are going to happen to Alex, the main character. Yep. And like some chick is going to fall on his lap. He's going to be wearing a catcher's mask. He's going to be mistaken for a woman. All these stupid things. And at the end, he's going to open the door and they're like, yeah. And on the other side is death. And they're like, "What the fuck?" Anyways, they're like, "All right." And Alex is like, "Listen, I don't believe in superstitions. Stop that shit." And then all of a sudden, like later on, uh, like uh, what's his name, Louis De Palma. Oh yeah, The Lovato comes in. Like, listen, when everyone leaves, I don't know what it is about that guy, but he's fucking creepy. He knows shit. I'm telling you, let's get you out of town. He's like, it's really nice because they show that Louis cares about Alex. And yep. he doesn't trust Ignatowski, And then, like, they go to the bar, and some kid <laughs> falls and lands in his lap. And then he's at his then Alex um Louis shows up at his house. The phone rings. He's like, No, this isn't Maria. And he hangs up, and he's like, Ah, it's all coming true. And then Alex to prove it wasn't coming true, is like, What am I supposed to have? A green sweater. Fine, I'll get one. He's like, Don't do it. And he puts on the green sweater and he puts on a catcher's mat. And then there's somebody knocking on the door. And they're like, oh shit, at that exact time. And then both they, they look at each other. The suspense of when they open the door. I, I don't want to give it away. Watch yeah. the episode. Funny as hell. When they when that 12 o'clock or whatever time it was, the door that opened the door, fucking hilarious. I love That's
0: it. I thought, I thought you were going to do the slow down episode. Oh, no, class. that is that's the That's the, that, that's the one. That, what yeah. does a yellow, yellow light mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this show's great. I, I love that. All right. My number five. This was one of the shows where I would literally fall asleep in bed, holding my iPad, trying to stay awake because I didn't want to stop watching the show. And that's lost.
2: Oh, Loved it,
0: and it was the Loved the, the, it. The, the the moment. The, the I'll just I'll just it's a, it's a moment in the show when they discover the underground hatch. Yeah, when they first find it, and them and you, the viewer, are like, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah. what what is that? What does this mean? What, what who who put this here? What's in there? What's under it? And I just remember, I'm like. I guess I'm not going to bed now. I don't know when I'm going to bed because now I need to find out what the fuck this hatch is. So simply put the discovery of the hatch and lost. It is such an
2: unbelievably written show.
0: Oh, it's a problem
2: is at some point they ran out of ideas. Absolutely. And they started throwing these. Yep. And at the end, the ending is like, yep. Everybody's trying to guess it. And they kept saying, no, it's not this, no So I think they just try to come up with something that nobody was guessing. It was and one it of those shows. It makes sense.
0: It was one of those shows. It was so good that as I'm watching it, I'm like, there's no way they're going to be able to wrap this up. Well, this no, is going to come. This is not going to happy. Yeah, exactly. Yep. There's so much
2: mystery and shit that suspense.
0: Yep. Oh, great yep. show. Yep.
2: All right. Number five for me, Tom, the from the movie, uh, TV movie uh, Chernobyl.
0: Oh, God, do the TV. Do you series. Remember that? I, I watched that. Yes, on HBO. Fucking brutal. Un-
2: fucking believe. Brutal. We kind of all of us, probably the people that are listening, are the same generation as we are. Yep. We all kind of remember it, and but we don't really know
0: exactly what happened. But we knew the power of the word Chernobyl when you were young, and somebody said Chernobyl, like, oh, yeah, it was scary. And so I recommend
2: everybody go and watch it. Mm -hmm. fucking unbelievable it's it's shockingly good there's one like it's russia so everything they try to do is hide we can't show that we fucking this happened we can't admit that this happened we gotta lie about this that so they did get some people they'd be like hey okay well how do we fix this and they got this guy and it's played by jared harris who's just an awesome actor everything he does is fantastic and he's the scientist yep and he's put in charge with this Uh, It's from the guy from uh, uh, the Marvel movie, Stellan Skarsgård. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. He's good. uh, Like a Swedish actor or something like that. Yep. Yep. Anyways, he's playing the gruff, typical Soviet guy, military guy, like in charge. Like, so they're flying over with the helicopter to see the damage is done. And Jared Harris's characters, like as they're flying, they're like, all right. And then he basically says, Holy shit, that's graphite on the roof. That means the, the it's exploded. The core it's out. And core he's out. like, Oh, how the hell can you tell? He's like, Look at that fucking glow. What are you yep. talking about? And he's like, Yeah. He's like, Are you fucking kidding me? You know what this means? And and, and the other guy's oh, big deal. We need to get Shh. closer. And he tells the helicopter guy. You know, pull up, get over it. He's like, "Don't you dare go to and the." the remember is like, Don't oh. you dare go over that. And he goes, "You don't bid over it, I'll, You'll have. I'll have you shot." And the fucking best line is Jared Harris goes. He goes, "If you go over that in one day, you'll be begging for that bullet."
0: It's true, and I'll
2: uh, never forget it. Me too. And I know. I get like, goosebumps oh, like, talking and about the fucking it. helicopter. Guys, like, uh, I'm not going over that.
0: Yep, yep.
2: Fucking incredible. And then, and that's and then, when they show you how the difference in. How the Russian propaganda was like, oh, minimize, oh, oh no, 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 it's nothing here. And he's like, are you? What the fuck have you guys done? Yep. You know how bad this is. And, and when they
0: when they started showing how they were burying bodies in concrete oh, to make sure that like that, like
2: the first like, few people there that didn't know they had it and they were in there, then they were all the boils and they were just like
0: decomposing and real. Oh, I was yeah, just it fucking was brutal, fucking brutal,
2: insane, brutal. And that line I'll never forget. You'll I be remember begging that. for that bullet.
0: I remember that Boxing. brutal. And yep.
2: You guys should see Chernobyl. it is unbelievable.
0: All right, let's uh, let, let's get away well, let's from, get on a happier let, note. Let's get away from the horrors of this. So I'm going to go to one of my all time favorite shows, some comedy here, well, some emotional comedy, and that is The Office, and it is the scene when Michael Scott is getting ready to leave Dunder Mifflin, and he's an emotional wreck, and he tells everybody that his last day is the next day. When in reality his last day is is that day. He just didn't know how to say goodbye to people. So oh. Jim Jim comes in, and the tears in the eyes of Jim and Michael. I I, I read because I have a huge I have a book on the on the office like the history of the show, the making background. That scene that was real emotion. Jim. The, they said the minute Jim walked into Michael's office to do that scene, the two of them got so overwhelmed with emotion and and tears that, that that what you see in that scene is real. Jim's really crying. Michael Scott is really crying. And and when Jim says, you know, uh, you know, you're the best boss I ever had, you know, and he says, like, oh, why don't we talk tomorrow kind of thing. And just as they're talking, like they're trying to not like ball their eyes out. And then Michael just gets up and he kind of Jim looks at him, gives him like a little bit of a nod, and Michael just walks out and it just, it's just, oh, and this is, you, you've you spent so much time loving Michael Scott, that Steve Carell character. It's just, oh, it just rips your heart out. It's so well done. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's great.
2: All right. One of my favorite shows that I could have picked, a um, hundred different ep, uh, scenes from this show. Yep. And that's the West Wing.
0: Okay, nice.
2: So at one point there was an assassination attempt and people are having problems. And Josh, who was... Basically, the second in command chief of staff, junior chief of staff, or whatever they call that title, was having problems. And Leo McGarry, the older guy, called him in because he had a sent, he sent them to a shrink to say, like, you're having PTSD, you're having fucking issues. And they were worried he was going to lose his job. So at the end of the meeting, like Josh admits, that uh, he didn't cut his hand on something. He actually broke a mirror and he punched it or something in a window. I forget where it was. but mm-hmm. And he's walking out and he's like, well, what are you still doing here? And he's, How'd it go? And he's like, it went okay. And he's like kind of beating around the bush. And Leo gives him this story and he was trying to explain to him, like, don't bullshit uh, bullshit a bullshitter. And he tells him the story of the guy in the hole. I don't know if you've ever heard this kind of story. The go guy ahead. in a, there's a guy in a hole, and somebody walks by and seeing the guy's like, "Hey, help me, help me!" And uh, the first one is uh, a police officer or something like that. And the guy goes, "There's nothing I can do, man. Here you go." And He writes a ticket and throws it down there. And the next guy walks by and he's like, "Hey, it's a priest," and he's like, "Father, father, what can what, can you help me get me out? Get me out!" He's like, ah, he writes him a fucking speech or something or fucking a sermon, and throws it down there, and then the third guy goes by. And the third guy uh, is a friend of his. And he's like, hey, Joe, can you help me out? And Joe jumps into the hole with him. So like, what the <laughs> fuck is the matter with you? Right. Now we're both stuck in this hole. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm a friend and I've been here before and I know the way to get out. Wow. And so then then he, like it, it clicks to um, Josh, like what he means. And he goes and he says these words. He's like, as long as I have a job here. You'll have a job here, like meaning like I, right. I'm the chief of staff here. You're not going anywhere. I'll take care of you. Nice. And it's just that moment that you're like, oh my god, the writing on this show is fucking brilliant. Never, beautiful never saw moment ne- beautiful. Never, moment. never saw that show. I, I'm telling you, there's like a hundred scenes I could do. You yep. would love it. It doesn't get old. The, um, you know, things age badly when you see these sitcoms after years. Yeah, West yeah, West yeah. West does not. Okay. Um, it's a little over the top because no, not everybody is so like. I'm here for my job, and I'm passionate about these ideas. Like, shit. But yeah. they show good sides, even Republicans, even Democrats, and they debate issues, and and they show real life stories that show up on the president's agenda, and how the office of the presidency handles it. And
0: Martin Sheen's awesome. I just love Martin. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: Nice. That's number three. All right. Oh, that's number four. Sorry.
0: Okay, number three for me is a show where um, I started out like on fire with this show, gave up, came back. I'm glad (laughs) I did. But early, early, early on in the show was the greatest moments of it, and that's The Walking Dead. I knew you were going there when you said you gave up. The first few seasons, but the one particular season that was like, it was a combination of what the fuck and just ripping your heart out emotion. It's the scene where Shane and Rick are fighting in the field. They come out of the woods. they're fighting in the field it's and it's dark they're only lit by like moonlight, and this has been brewing for a while. Rick kills Shane, and Rick's young son sees it. Rick stands up, has his back to Shane's body, and out of all of a sudden out of nowhere, Shane stands up and he's now a zombie, yeah. And everybody is freaking out because before this moment, the only way you could turn was be was being bit by a zombie.
2: Yeah, they didn't realize everybody they didn't that
0: re- dies. They didn't realize that it didn't matter if you were bit or not. If you died, you became a zombie. So it was the it was the <laughs> shock. It was the shock of seeing Shane as a zombie. And it was the shock of them realizing, Holy shit, we're really in trouble. Cause it doesn't you don't need to be bit to turn. And I just remember that moment, and it was just, it was everything. It was emotion. It was horror. It was shock. It was fucking brilliant.
2: Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah, The Walking Dead. I watched it all the way to the end. You didn't miss yeah. much.
0: Oh, I finished. <laughs> I finished it. I got to it. Yeah. Well, and did you not, said the and same? Yeah, now there's like 40 spinoffs.
2: Yeah, it's so fucking it ridiculous. Yeah, just ended. Exactly. Yep. All right. So for me, number three is another favorite show of mine. I, I've talked about it in the past, and it's The Crown. I fucking love it. And that's when the former so the the crown starts off when the queen is a child um like a teenager and her father's alive. The her father, the king, I think it was King George something, became king only because king. his. he yeah, became king. Got <laughs> them and get exacto knives thrown at him.
0: Um <laughs> Sorry. became Sorry.
2: king. Only because his brother gave up the crown to marry that divorcee American woman. Okay. And so that former King was really reviled in England. So later on over the time, now Queen Elizabeth, her father's dead. Queen Elizabeth, he's still young at this point. He tries to kind of like, I'm her uncle, like come back and see if he can kind of weasel his way and get in getting titles and getting back to being like a big shot and, and people and the the story comes out and they're in, this was proven at one point because there was just a huge controversy, I guess, in the UK when Hitler was attacking Europe and Mm -hmm. especially great Britain. Yep. He had as the King, he had some Nazi sympathizing kind of mentality Mm-hmm. And supposedly he had talked with Hitler about, like, I'll kind of let you come in if you restore me as king.
0: Oh, Jesus.
2: So there were stories of that that came out and yeah. they knew. And so there's a character in, in the crown called Tommy Lascelles, I think is how you say his last name. He's just like almost like a chief of staff for the for the crown. Okay, His only job is to give a fuck about the crown, not the people, not their fucking family, nothing. Yep. I've got to keep the crown alive. Okay. And so the guy came in and he was like trying to, and it felt like he was like not bullying, but like he was putting on the charm and thinking he can get his way in. And then he comes in and he has a meeting and that guy, Tommy is there with the other people around him, And he's like, so is this like, am I going to get this, what I'm looking for? And he's like, no. He's like, yes, because you, and you're an ass, you have like, you're classless. You don't do anything for your he's like. I will take a lecture on anything from anybody, but not from you. And yep. he's just basically calls him a fucking Nazi. Fuck him. Fuck off. Just the scene, the acting. It's all British. So yeah, you yeah. Know the acting's off the charts. Yeah. It is just so like, holy shit. I didn't know about this. Nice. And the way that guy was just like, go fuck yourself. I don't care yeah. if you were the former king. And I was your valet back yeah. then too but I know you're a shit bag and you don't have that title anymore. So fuck off. I'm going to wow. protect the crown. We're not letting you back in. We're not giving nice. you a shit. Fuck off.
0: And, uh, that the whole show is just amazing. Yeah. nice. So the crown is three for me. All right. Number two, I'm going to go to my all time favorite non drama show. I already, already referenced it once, but I'm referencing again, but this is the show itself. This is Seinfeld. And I'm referencing. The Merv (laughs) Griffins. Yes. Uh, I don't know which Merv Griffin scene I'm talking about, but I think it's the one that me and Zeus always talk about a lot when they got the, when they got the frigging wildlife guys, where are the cameras? (laughs) You idiot. Hawks eat squirrels. So so just just the whole new, it's a new
2: format. Scandals Scandals and animals.
0: Wow. We've hit rock bottom. What do you think about a guest host? I'll pretend I didn't hear that. Okay, we're back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You once dated Elaine. Uh, And he looks at George. He's like, oh, wrong card. What's wrong with you? (laughs) Just the whole Uh, fucking Merv Griffin thing. Cheers,
2: smell. The the stars of the 70s weren't as hygienic. (laughs) Exactly. So Seinfeld, Merv Griffin, baby. Unbelievable funny show. I love that. All right. So number two, I know what my number one is. So number two, I'm
0: picking between a few of them. Okay. And that's Game of Thrones. Dude, I haven't seen any of these shows. This is amazing. No dupe.
2: There's one specifically, The Red Wedding, that everyone talks about. Okay. We all know about it. Whatever. I'm not going to. The next one is The Battle of the Bastards, they called it. The two bastard sons. You bastard. Like, you know, The Sopranos did it, and a bunch of other shows do it where big name actors die. Like the main characters die in the show. You're like, what the fuck? And then mm-hmm. this guy becomes the main guy. And then this guy does. That yeah. I think that all started with Oz. You'd watch yeah. the oh shows, yeah, yeah. You watch the yeah. first episode. Oh, this is the leader. He's dead.
0: He's dead. That <laughs> yeah, right.
2: <laughs> um, so I had, I will just say this: the battle of the bastards, they're all gonna, they're all fighting. The main character, Jon Snow, is in this battle. I have seen at this point so many main characters die. He gets swallowed like the crowd is just he's in the middle. His army is getting fucking destroyed. They're about he's about to get killed. There's no way I cannot see a way out of this for this. At that point, I've never said to myself ever. I'm done. I'm not watching this shit. Fuck this. Anybody I like any happiness in this show. Fucking people die. This is bullshit. Yep. Well, anyways, I continue to watch the show. So you should give you something. Something spectacular happens and it gives you one of the best feelings ever. Yeah. So I would say the Battle of the Bastards, Uh, Jon Snow, watch that scene and then you'll know what I'm talking about.
0: Okay. All right. All right. So my number one, this was easy. This came to me instantaneously. It's my favorite show of all time. It's the biggest what the fuck. Holy shit moment. You're waiting for it. You know it's going to happen, but you just don't know when, and you don't know how. And when it happens, you're like, "Okay, now what?" And that is Breaking Bad, and that is when Hank finally figures out that Walter White is Heisenberg. When he's go, they're at they're at Walter's house having a little cookout in the backyard, and Hank is like, ah, "I'm going to go use the bathroom," and he sits on the toilet and he grabs a book like everybody else would, and he's flipping through the book and he's like. Holy fuck. And, th- and then it just the episode just ends with Hank just looking up. Like, and then and then if I recall correctly, I should probably know this because it's my favorite show. I think that was the seer the season finale. I think. But I remember it's like, okay, now how is this show going to progress? And it just takes off in a completely fucked up direction beyond belief. But that mo and you know it's happening. You know, you watch the show like Hank's gonna find out. How's he gonna find out what's gonna happen? And when he does. It's just, oh, my God, you just get, like, nervous because now what the hell is going to happen?
2: See, I the always best. felt that, like, no, the way they made him act, react to it, yeah, I thought that I was like, oh, man, why don't you just make him cool about it? Oh, oh no, They I made know. him, like, be, like, fucking Johnny Detective.
0: Oh, yeah, I know. I loved it. I just, I I thought it was so brilliant. And then how he just, he panics, and he's like, we got to go, we got to go. And then, was, like, oh, it was just, oh, it was yeah. it was so good. So fucking good. And then all when right. Wal- and then when Walter eventually finds out that Hank knows, and Walter's like, "My advice to you is to tread lightly." And they're like, <laughs> "Oh shit!" Like, "Oh, just fucking so good, so yeah. good." Yeah.
2: All right, we'll end this one. Okay. With a, a series that probably could have a hundred of these. Yep. And that's the Twilight Zone. Ooh. All right. And my favorite episode, and I think it perfectly illustrates our country
1: <laughs> okay.
2: perfectly uh written obviously by uh Rod Serling it is fucking awesome so it's like the 50s and like paranoia and all this shit something happens where like a light goes out on the street oh yes and then somebody gets hurt yep and then they're like oh it was him and then all the neighbors come out and everyone starts pointing fingers at everybody. Yep. Like it's a mysterious, it's an alien. He's the alien. No, he is. He is. No, he is. Yeah. But I saw him and they're all turning on each other over a stupid little thing. Amazing. And in the end, somebody gets shot and everything's blowing up and everything's crazy. And you're like, look at these fucking idiots. But the twist is at the end, they pan away mm-hmm. and there's two aliens. Yep. And they're watching it. And they're like, see, we don't even need to attack them.
0: We can just put this in. They'll attack each other. Fucking brilliant episode. That's and a you're great like, pick. What that's, the fuck? That's a that's a that is a great pick. That is one of the most memorable what the fuck episodes ever. Yes. Yep. And that was the monsters are
2: due on Maple Street.
0: Yep. So good.
2: Twilight Zone. I'll yep. never forget seeing that and just thinking awesome. If you just rationally, I'd be like, exactly. We yep. just turned on each other. That's and it. They didn't need to do anything. It's all it takes. Brilliant.
0: Well done, dude. Yeah. We had we picked twenty shows, no duplicates. Yeah, that's no. amazing.
2: Yeah, th- these things are a lot of fun. Oh yeah. So we always ask you guys give us feedback. Let us know what we missed, what you liked, what you agreed with, what you didn't agree with. Yeah. And uh till next time, peace out, Girl Scout. Oh.